Hey everybody, Sean here from Promo Marketing. Just wanted to let you know that due to popular demand, we're adding a spring event to our Back to Business Virtual Power Meeting series designed specifically to help distributors and suppliers connect one-on-one -on -one and generate business. The event is set to run over the weeks of April 26th and May 3rd. And as usual, we'll be giving away thousands of dollars in cash prizes for distributor attendees. Spots are limited and they're sure to fill up fast. So go visit backtobusinessspring.pmpowermeetings.com for more information and to register. One-on-one -on -one meetings with real supplier reps, top new and trending products and selling ideas, cash prizes. Seriously, what are you waiting for? Go register. That's backtobusinessspring.pmpowermeetings.com. Are you looking for expert analysis and the latest news in the promotional products industry? You must be because you're listening to the Promo Marketing Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Promo Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Norris, Editor-in-Chief of Promo Marketing, joined as always by Brendan Menapace, Senior Digital Editor. Brendan, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? Very good. We're getting some uh, some spring weather here this week, I think. So that's that's lifting my spirits a little yeah, bit. I think we're finally around that corner. Yeah, we're we're turning the corner. It's coming. Um, although there's always that that mirage at the beginning of of uh, spring where yep. it's it hits you real quick, gives you a taste, and then it's like, oh no, it's winter yep. again. That sweet northeast weather where you don't really know what's going to happen. That's right. Um, for first-time listeners, uh, if there's any of you out there, thanks for joining us today, too. Um, and if, if you've never heard the show, we are a podcast covering the promotional products and branded merchandise industry, uh, all corners, all aspects of it. Um, so thanks for hopping aboard, and uh, hopefully you'll find some useful and entertaining information in today's episode. Uh, our guest today is Joelle Bastine, uh, Senior Vice President of Owner Success for AIA Corporation. Uh, she joined us to talk about AIA's new Ask the Expert series, which is a year-round program that they're doing that um, they're bringing in subject matter experts from inside and outside the promo industry to uh, cover uh, various topics that are relevant to distributors. Um, she walked us through some of the, the topics they covered in their most recent round of, of um, these meetings that they're doing, uh, virtual meetings. Um, some of the topics are understanding buying habits of thriving markets. Uh, they had a spotlight on PPE, uh, emerging trends in 2021, um, some, some general topics like that. Uh, but she went, the, the real interesting stuff was she went into some specific details on some of the, the topics covered and particularly that uh, the buying habits of thriving markets one, some really interesting stuff in there. And also um, there was a, a nugget that she dropped about um, what was it the about asking for referrals that I thought was really interesting and it's kind of counterintuitive to anything that that we've really heard up to this point. So stick around for that. You definitely don't want to miss it. There's some really great insights in there. So we'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, before we do, as always, let's talk about a couple of uh, interesting or fun stories we've seen out there. Brendan, you want to you want to lead us into this one because I I think this was uh, this you're really you're you're an expert on all things Antarctica. I we yeah. Know. <laughs> well, yeah, you know that was my major in undergrad. Um, but yeah, you sent this over to me. I think it was on Friday, and you know there's a. I guess it's a research station in Antarctica. I guess it's in the UK's jurisdiction of Antarctica. It's Port Lockroy. And it actually gets 18,000 visitors a year. I'm kind of new to understanding that there is Antarctic 
tourism, which now yeah, they actually have a, a pretty thriving tourism industry, yeah. at, least, at least during normal times. And now I really want to do that again in normal times, but uh, it's only accessible by boat. And of course, when you get there, after all that challenges, you're going to want to, you know, get something to prove that you went. So of course there is a gift shop, a fully functioning stocked up gift shop. So it's, it's on an island yeah. in on like a peninsula in Antarctica it, yep. and on this island, there's what three buildings I think it is. And it's like wooden huts that were built in the 1920s, I believe maybe the the forties. Um, yep. It is see. a wooden one story building with fewer than a dozen rooms and it's southernmost gift shop and post office in the world. According to OZY. That's right. Constructed in 1944. And so this building's still there. The descriptions that I've read say that, penguins roost in the rafters outside the building which is awesome which is amazing but you can walk (laughs) in and you can get all the all this branded merchandise at the the south pole i mean you're not at the south pole but at antarctica which may as well be the (laughs) south pole as far as i'm concerned yeah but but there i was actually number one i was blown away that maybe i shouldn't have been surprised because it's a you know a museum and a, a pretty major tourist stop in antarctica but I was pretty blown away that there was a, a fully functioning gift shop here. And also at the merchandise selection, which is actually crazy robust for what I would expect. At least they have a, a full e-commerce assortment, which is, you know, smart move by them. Extremely. But So I don't know how much crossover there is between the items that are available on the, the web store versus what's available in the actual gift shop. But there's a pretty uh pretty broad selection of stuff you can get here like you can get a um a bust of uh, who is it let's see is it ernest shackleton yeah it's shackleton um which is you know that that's cool that's what i would expect to find at a museum educational facility but there's also like a full assortment of t-shirts and drinkware um what else let's see I think this would really like if if I did this. Not only would I think I would buy everything for myself. This is Christmas shopping. That's done. Like, <laughs> I got right. you something in Antarctica. You're gonna appreciate it. You can never top that. No one will ever come close to that gift. Oh. Um, I really like the the penguin, the plush penguin with the uh, the Port Lockroy Antarctica embroidered on the the chest. Yeah. there's one they, that says Antarctic Ski Club, founded 1956. That's pretty clever. That's a club I want to be in. Oh, hundred percent! I want to be in that. And while you're um, while you're participating in the club, you can listen to the the CD of hit songs from uh, Antarctic expeditions past or whatever it is. Yeah, that that's a weird one for sure. I think that might be the one thing I don't buy. But you know, it's in like the moment, songs from the uh, the 1930s and 40s or something, and it's like the the top char- chart toppers from the era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hottest tunes coming at you from Antarctica. Uh, I think they should update it with some remixes of those. Maybe throw some club beats behind it or something. That'd yeah, be cool. Get, get like Pitbull to do it. Um, but there's a whole bunch of like you got blankets uh, all in like a tartan pattern uh, that I guess is I don't know. They're, it says Antarctic tartan woolen blanket, and then there's an Arctic version. So I guess the tartan fabric or pattern has something to do with the Arctic exploration. I don't know. Uh, but there's also uh, you got thermal mugs, uh, penguin decorations. You got a pa- six pack of coasters, uh, engraved shot glass. I mean, basically, you name it, they've got the merchandise for it. Yeah, and I'm on the like looking at a comment section right now, and 
people went there just like oh this was great we went and was there for warm weather in february which seems relative and i guess i think it's only i think it's only manned like half the year for okay. my understanding so there were other half of the year you'll have to get the uh, the stuff from the website yeah which you know isn't i'm not gonna call it cheating but <laughs> it's not quite the same well you could get something from the website and then tell everybody that you went to antarctica and who's sure. gonna know you know it's, it's like getting a getting a a band's concert tea with like the tour dates in the back when you didn't go to the That's show. Right. Like it's legal. No one's going to arrest you. for. I've it, absolutely never done that. So I've never done that either. I don't think so. No, I've never done that. I don't think I have, but I, I'm not above it. I honestly, I would, I would do it. Yeah. Um, I would, I would do it. so I, I thought that was really cool. Um, just to see the reach of branded merchandise and how even a gift shop at the furthest reaches of man, um, has branded merchandise and yeah, it's, it's and truly it's everywhere. Not, it's not just one t-shirt or one postcard. They really went yeah. all out with this. That's and like so I cool. said, I, it's hard to tell which of the merchandise is available in the shop versus which is, is online only. But if you look at some of the pictures of the shop that are available online, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's tiny, but you can see there's, there's definitely some drinkware in there. Uh, yeah. de- definitely some, some t-shirts. Um, and it, that goes along with like postcards and all kinds of uh, there's books and, and some other printed materials. So this, the stuff you'd more expect to find at a, a museum gift shop, but pretty good assortment overall. Yeah. And in a cozy little location, it's a little, little, it really is just a wooden hut. That's right. So we are going to work really hard to, uh, to get an on location podcast from, yeah. from this, this, the research station, right? Oh, uh, coming to you directly from Port Lockroy. Yeah, we've done it in Vegas. We will probably do more on the scene podcasts once things open up. I don't see a reason why we couldn't do this in Antarctica. No, we'll just need to get the uh, we'll need to get it funded. Uh, but we'll, it's all in the name of of uh, work and exploration. Yeah, sure. we'll put it, we'll put our Venmo accounts at the end of this podcast if you want to fund our trip to Antarctica. Maybe you can sponsor it and uh, yeah. get, your, get your name associated with a cool now Antarctic expedition. Yeah, now we're talking. Um, all right. So that's, that was the big thing I wanted to talk about. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, which is extremely important is, uh, have you finished Ted Lasso yet? I haven't. I've been, uh, I've been watching real, so- real soccer, Sean. Uh, but no, I, I'm, I, I think like you mean football, episodes. Brandon. I, I don't, I, I don't mean football cause I'm an American, Sean, but no, I, I am like a couple episodes behind and I'm, I do love it. I need, I, have a little bit of left time left on my trial of Apple Plus, so I need to get in there. Yeah, get it done. I have one episode left. I've been waiting to finish it. I gotta, I gotta be in the right state of mind to finish the show. You know, I'm not a, a huge TV person, so this is the yeah. Fact, the fact that I've managed nine episodes of a show tells you uh, how good it is and how surprisingly good it is. I should say, I, I, I even, was not, I was not expecting anything from this show. I had a free year of Apple TV. I threw it on, and it was, it just hooked me immediately. It was I'm like a, the dose of optimism and feel like feel good vibes that i needed for 2020 slash 2021 so yeah it really is it's a lot of fun i'm assuming you're gonna segue this into jason sudeikis's hoodie uh, i actually wasn't i just wanted to talk about the show but that's a oh. great great job by you <laughs> i forgot about that See, yeah I'm just they, put these pieces together for <laughs> previous coverage uh that's right jason sudeikis who plays the uh the titular ted lasso 
uh, wore his sister a hoodie, branded hoodie from his sister's business at the Golden Globes. And he, I think he got some some flack for it from certain people who said he wasn't dressed up enough for the the event, which was like a virtual for a virtual event that he was doing in his bedroom at three in the morning. So yeah. I, I think I think we'll allow it. Let the guy live. Come on. Also, if you have a platform like that and your one of your family members or friends runs a business, wear the t-shirt, wear the sweatshirt. Exactly. I one hundred percent would do that. I mean, we we may have a different perspective because we live and breathe branded merchandise, and also we're of a of a younger generation that, yeah. that isn't necessarily as as you know fixated on that kind of dressed up corporate approach yeah. to you know award shows. Especially, I, I personally don't care. I put them all I in hoodies. Care. I would ha- I would still enjoy the yeah, show. Yeah, be much. comfortable. That's right. Comfort is is key, man. Comfort, and if you're if you're famous and there's millions of people watching. Throw the, the local business a bone, whether or not it's like your sister or is a place you like. Get rep, rep the businesses you like, especially now. And it, it goes in with you know everything we're seeing and everything we cover all the time, which is just the power of branded merchandise in general. But the fact that there are so many businesses that need that right now, mm-hmm. it really yeah that can make a huge impact. So exactly. I, I think celebrities use branded merchandise, use your platforms, support the businesses that you support. Yeah, so I'm with all the celebrities that listen to this show are going to take that advice. So, see, look at that. We turned just riffing about TV into actual <laughs> lessons about branded merchandise. That's what we do around here. That's what we do around here. Uh, but I think that's all I got. Um, good, good job on that. I, I was, I just wanted to talk shop on some TV, and we <laughs> we brought it back to branded merchandise. So, okay. uh, but all right, let's uh, let's get into our interview with Joel. All right. Uh, Again, she talked about subject matter experts, AIA's Ask the Expert series, and some really great takeaways from some of the sessions that they covered in there. So here's our interview with Joel. Joel, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to be with us virtually here. Um, Do you want to just start off with some introduction and background on yourself and your role at AIA for everybody listening? Yeah, I'd love to do that. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Brendan, for having me today. I really appreciate that. So I'm Joelle Bastine. I am the Senior Vice President of Owner Success at AIA Corporation. I have 25 years of experience, although I don't want to admit that, all in industry, which is a hard one to leave. Um, Definitely enjoy the industry. 16 years as a distributor working for a company, Aero Uniform, out of the Detroit market. And then I spent eight years with Alpha Broder on the supplier side of the business. Um, Now I'm with AIA and AIA is a distributor service provider. We offer um, and serve independent distributors with three very important spokes of service. Those would be financing, marketing, and back office support. Uh, In my role today, I oversee the owner facing team and the business development efforts here at AIA. So you guys are doing some really cool stuff at AIA. Uh, I keep up with with everything uh, pretty regularly and see all the, the press releases you guys have going out. But one of the ones that really caught my eye recently was the Ask the Expert series that you guys have going on. And that's why we wanted to have you on today uh, was to talk a little bit more about that and kind of what it is and, and you know how you started it, why you started it, how it all came together. Yeah, so Ask the Expert is a webinar series that directly connects our AIA owner community with subject matter experts on relevant topics that are happening in the promotional product industry today. These are informational sessions. Um, It's one of the many ways that we're providing resources and tools and education to the AIA owner community. 
Um, we developed this series because we heard pretty consistently that there's a desire to better understand key topics that are happening as we're seeing shifts through the pandemic. And that's not only on the consumer demand side, but also in supplier offerings. And we know supply chain has been disrupted. So we um, identified different topics that are applicable to the ever-changing environment. And then what we do is invite subject matter experts on these topics to present key insights to the owner community. And we're doing it in a very interactive way. We're opening for dialogue and a two-way communication so that the distributors have an opportunity to hear unique perspectives and talk through any questions they might have and or, um, you know, learn best practices. And, and so we launched this and it was great. We thought we would do it one time. We thought it would be around one topic and it was almost like a spinoff to a webinar that we did on thriving markets. And what we found was that it's one thing to talk about what are the thriving markets. It's a whole nother thing when you have to understand, all right, well, if I've never sold to that market before, how do I get my foot in the door? And how do you uncover decision makers in a pandemic you can't cold call and just walk into a building the same way we used to, you know, back in the day. And, so, um, you know, there's a, a, a lot of differences that are happening. So we thought, well, let's go directly to the source and let's ask the key buyers from these thriving markets, you know, what, what's the right way to do this? What's the right, right way to approach it? And we got an incredible response. So we continue to do it with additional series beyond that first one on thriving markets. So could you tell us a little bit about some of the sessions and topics and guests that you guys have had so far? Yeah, for sure. So we just talked about that thriving market series. And um, so what we did with that one was we took three different thriving markets, um, despite COVID-19, and we talked to them about what kind of impact have they seen on their business. And what they, they did for us is they offered actionable ideas to all the distributors that they could immediately apply. And not only to like new business, but also what about account penetration? You know, how do we go about that? So um, that was the first of the, um, the Ask the Expert series. Next, we moved into a spotlight on PPE. And we did this kind of the year early into um, first week of January. And most people were like thinking, gosh, wasn't that last year's news? You know, PPE was last year's deal. But the reality is it was one of our highest attended because we focused on, again, relevant to today, what are the key factors in 2021? What should we be looking for? What are the suppliers looking at and anticipating as far as the, the needs? And has it changed for the end user buyers? Are they still buying? What's relevant? What are the product categories? So the first session featured end buyers from big and small companies, and they shared with us their PPE needs, their budgets for 2021, um, the outlook, and they assured us like, hey, yeah, PPE is here to stay. And they helped us identify the products that they're sourcing today. And then the second session, a great Great content. CJ Schmidt, the um, president of Hit Promotional Products, he joined us and he gave us the supplier outlook. And so we got to hear firsthand from CJ how they're planning for PPE this year. What are the products that are trending? Um, we got to hear about demands, forecasting, and 
we also got to hear about the challenges that our suppliers are facing. And I, I will say that left all of us with an overwhelming feeling that we need to have some more grace right now. <laughs> you know and then the third um, piece of that series we looked to our AIA community and we created an owner panel because that's the one thing about AIA is you have all these like-minded peers and so to be able to draw from their experiences and hear from them hey it's here to stay we're still selling it and these are our top products that we're selling these are our go-to's and why they're our go-to's from our MVP supplier network but also what that did was that gave confidence to the folks that haven't sold PPE yet to know that it's not too late to get started if you haven't already. And there was a small portion of our community that needed to hear that messaging. So it was nice to hear that from their peers. We also did emerging trends. So we had, um, ironically, we had both Sandar and Alpha Broder, um, two different sessions, but Vicky Orstrom. Hit them head to head. Yeah, I had to head to head Broder saying, Maria. Um, no, but it was two different perspectives, which is really cool because we, we got to hear from Vicki, um, Vicki Ostrom from Sanmar, and, you know, she is the trend expert out there, and she discussed the shifts in, you know, dressing for ourselves instead of dressing for the office and what that new work environment has created for us and inspired that offline and online wear trends that we know exists. And then Rachel Blickle um, from Alpha Broder, senior sales consultant out of the Chicago market. Um, she joined us and she actually applied the trends showing us how you could present that to your end user client in a virtual format and apply that to the business and demonstrated that for us, which was really useful. Yeah, that's great. That being, because it's one thing to just say, here are some trends or here are some markets that are thriving to go back to, you know, one of your, your previous sessions that you were describing, but it's another thing to actually have actionable ways to take advantage of those trends and, and markets. Uh, and I thought one of the coolest parts of the series was how it's all live. So you can have that sort of real-time engagement with everything and, and discussion rather than just here's some information. Um, you know, how important was that aspect of it when you were putting this together to have it be interactive? Actually, it was critically important. Um, AIA is a community and best practice sharing with our owners is one of the key ingredients to creating that community culture. So, you know, we even have owners that like create these small groups of three or four of them that collaborate on a regular basis and have open dialogue with each other. And so building a series, we felt it was really important that we gave our owners an opportunity to ask the questions that are most important to them and to ask for questions in advance. We all know what that's like. You know, you're in the middle of a session, you're hearing feedback from them and you say, gosh, I really like to know this as an expanding question. So we thought that was key and has been great to see that interaction. And, you know, after all, when you get an opportunity to have a major buyer in, in front of you, we all have questions to ask them. For sure. That's actually the, the episode right before this one that we did was, was with the uh, buyer at Milwaukee Tool. And it's always great to get those kind of insights. Definitely. So if we can jump back into those session topics for a minute, the one that really stands out to me is the understanding buying habits of thriving markets, where you had the buyers from various industries on to talk about how COVID impacted their business and give some guidance to distributors selling into those markets. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the markets that were represented and what some of the ideas that came out of it were? Yeah, I love that series. That series was awesome. It was actually, it was really insightful. 
Um, we welcome buyers from one of the leading hospitals in the nation. This is a, a key buyer. We we're really, really happy to have that representation. We also had a 30-year veteran of Fortune 500 transportation and logistics companies. And then we had several HR professionals from you know, mid to large size hospitality industry companies as well. And as it relates to the key things, there are really three key conversation points that I took away from it. And, and it was a theme that we saw across all the series. The first one is a major theme. We heard buying local. And it doesn't matter how big or how small the company is, these buyers all place a priority on supporting local businesses. So to me, that triggered thoughts on, you know, my prospecting efforts and being very clear that, you know, it, times are tough and the local community matters in supporting one another. So that was the first. The second is to go where the money is. Sounds super simple. It is super simple. But what was um, appealing to me was to hear about the co-op dollars and the co-branding opportunities that exist and ensuring that we're following where the money is. And so if the money is with that organization through co-op dollars, we learned from logistics experts how to go after that and some ideas and on that. The third key insightful thing was maximizing sales within the existing clients. We all want to know better how to do that. And I'm going to tell you, 25 years in the industry, the one thing I heard consistently, especially in the distributor side, was always when you do something great, ask for a referral to another department within that organization. And the major buyer said, don't do that. I was shocked to hear that. I'm like, hmm. you have to explain that to me. Well, if you go out of your way and you excel and you ask to be rewarded with more business, that does you more harm than good. We learned ways to position yourself in the appropriate times and the appropriate way to approach that conversation with major buyers in these large organizations. That was very insightful. That's really interesting because that kind of goes against everything I've ever read or heard about, you know, asking for referrals because almost everyone that I've, I've spoken to about it is like, yeah, ask for a referral. And, and, you know, that's one of the best ways to get one. But so that's super interesting, kind of blew my mind just now. <laughs> I know. I felt the same way. And I thought, well, gosh, you know, I don't know if it's just this group of individuals, but there might be something there. It's in the right time. Yeah. Ask for the referral, but at the right time. Right. I wonder if maybe the, the pandemic has kind of changed that or at least you know, whether it's temporary or, or permanent going forward, it's, it's kind of how appropriate that question is given the, mm -hmm. the nature of the times. But so that's that's something interesting to, to explore further. Um, but I've talked to some distributors uh, who use or have used subject matter experts before, uh, and they've all had great things to say about how it's helped their businesses. Uh, I know of at least one company that had dedicated subject matter experts on staff at one point, and they credited that with with helping them grow in the early going. Um, are there any ways your average distributor can find and use subject matter experts? Yeah, they can become part of AIA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. That was a so, layup for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for that one. I appreciate it. Um, no, besides being part of AIA and that community, it, you heard me say community, community, community. That was like a key um, element of what I spoke about today. And if you were to ask Nancy, our CEO, our leadership team, our frontline staff, you know, what 
what defines AIA, they will tell you family and you'll hear community. And it's really about finding a community of like-minded individuals. You know, for the average distributor, any kind of community that you can um, embrace, whether it be through a social media platform or industry publications, Clubhouse is now the up and coming, you know, space where people are collaborating. That's a, a great place to gather and learn more. And, you know, don't discount your local business owners. So even if they're not buying promo, ask them what they are buying and how they form those decisions. You will learn so much from that. And everyone likes to be asked their opinion on things. You are an expert if you know more than I do. And, um, and every little bit of information will add up to a whole bunch. So the, ex- the Ask the Expert series is going to be year-round now, right? Absolutely. We're excited to carry it into 2021. So could you tell us a little bit about some of the topics you have coming up for that? Yeah. So our next series this week, actually, is Kidding Fulfillment and Freight. Um, those huge are hot buttons. Right now, yeah. Huge, huge. So we're looking at that from a couple different perspectives. Again, an owner lens, an outside perspective, and a supplier perspective. And none of this is about product. It's all about positioning and education and solutions and overcoming fears um, of selling. And so um, besides getting fulfillment freight, we're going to have the importance of meaningful brand messaging. So messaging matters. Um, There's definitely a shift happening where we're evoking emotion in branded product. And so it's no longer simply about putting your logo on an item. It's about creating an experience. And um, that kind of ties back to kidding. That's what, when the kit shows up at your door, that experience is what it's all about. Um, And then as we head into April, we're gonna explore retail brands and how they're becoming stronger in the pandemic, in the promo space, which is ironic, but it's happening. And so we're gonna hear directly from um, some of those retail brands that are in our channel, but as well as Alpha Broders experts will come and speak to us about retail trends. Very cool. We'll have to have you on another episode down the line to talk about some more of those the, the findings that come from those, uh, those sessions because that's some really great stuff. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we let you get back to your work day here? No, I think just in closing, a final thought is that, um, you know, this industry has been incredible adaptable. And so right now it's about building on what we've learned through the pandemic. And I can't emphasize enough that we don't need to look at what we've done in the past. We really need to focus on our customers and follow where they're taking us and where they're leading us. Because um, I, I don't know that this is going to be the same on the other side of the pandemic. That's great stuff. Great yeah. stuff yeah. That's what I'm hearing from others I've talked to as well, that this is kind of going to fundamentally alter the industry and the way that it, it interacts with customers and customer demands for a long time. So it's great that you guys are out ahead of it and you're really driving that conversation. I think this is all really awesome stuff. And I really appreciate you coming on to share it with everybody. Thank you. I enjoyed being here. Thanks so much. Okay, Until we talk bye. again. See you, Joel. Bye-bye. All right, that about does it for this episode. Uh, if you like what you heard, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Also, be sure to subscribe on promomarketing.com, Google Play, Apple Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, also remember, we're on Spotify as well, which, uh, which I use all the time. So you can find us there.
And if you have any tips or comments, you can always send them our way on Twitter at promo underscore marketing. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, when we'll hopefully be coming to you live from Antarctica. Uh, for Brandon Metabase, I'm Sean Norris, and this is the Promo Marketing Podcast. <laughs>